Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And uh, Nate Bauer on 3.com, Blue White Illustrated joins us. Sir, welcome. Hey. It's uh, it's 80-something degrees out right now. The fact yeah. that I can reach you must mean you had an early round. No, you know what? It's been a busy, it's been a busy day, Steve. Yeah, We've had has, a lot of things it, to talk about. It has been a busy day. Uh, I'll start with the football part first on Beaver Stadium. So they've already talked about that they want to do renovation, and that could be a price tag in the end of, I don't know, $700 million, something like that, maybe in that mm-hmm. area. Obviously, numbers can go up. Uh, but what is the next step with the Board of Trustees based on your reporting? Okay, so the the next thing that they have to do is get this plan to the board for approval. And the key element here, and I kind of, I held back a little bit in terms of the, the story itself because I just wanted to put the, the nuts and bolts out there of, you know, focusing on the west side of the stadium and some of the luxury options and, and how it's used as a revenue generator. Uh, but the the little caveat to that is they're not going to ask for it in all one shot, right? right. They're going to go to the board and say, we need $200 million. Like, this is the first phase of this project. They're going to ask for $200 million uh, on May 4th and 5th, whichever day it is uh, that they end up getting in front of those those uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Board of Trustees. And it's going to presumably, upon their approval, get the ball rolling, right? And getting the ball rolling, uh, as we know, this is a, a painstaking process. This has taken a decade plus. To, to really kind of get things moving on this. There's, there's been a lot of paralysis by analysis, but uh, it, it opens the door to, to bids, right? <laughs> like to, put, to putting yeah. it out for bid, to having uh, architects and, and all of that side of things um, really start to, to get the wheels in motion. So it's, it is the first, as I'm framing it, kind of first real like concrete step. This is happening. It's it's in the beginning stages of happening. Is the thought process uh, that it's the west side based on the fact that you can build suites around it while tearing down the press box to do it? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, there's a little bit of creative accounting going on here, right? Like this sure. is this is an opportunity to do a sort of a fiscally prudent thing on the front side of it, right? So you're, you're, you're creating revenue generation that doesn't currently exist. You, you have the Mount, Nittany, uh, the Mount Nittany Club, obviously, in those club seats. You have what's on the east side of the stadium and, and the president's suite and all of those things uh, that are currently for sale. But there's really none of that on the west side of the stadium. And so by creating a luxury option, and, and it's more than just the box, right? You, you've got upgraded seats. You've got upgraded amenities. All of those things create opportunities for revenue that don't currently exist. So if you can get those, if you can sell all that stuff, then 
now it makes it a little more feasible, a little more palatable to address some of the rest of the project, which is obviously contains, um, you know, pressing matters, I would call it, in terms of structural stability, concourse safety, and the, the right, like the, the, the breadth of the concourse, creating all of those different avenues for 100,000 people to, to flow correctly. Uh, those are the things that I think, uh, well, not I think, I know, <laughs> are going to be addressed uh, as this thing progresses. And plus, suites on the west side are extremely valuable because those are the suites that end up with the sun behind you. Yep. And I think that that is something that's a, like, I don't think it's something people think about, but the reality yeah. is they're more valuable because of it. Yep. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I had not thought of that, so I appreciate you bringing it, uh, bringing it up. But I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's just an untapped resource. And and look, you're still talking about a Penn State athletic department that intends to be and is self-sustaining. So right. if the university is not going to pay for this, and the students aren't going to pay for it right through tuition hikes and all of all of that stuff then you've got to figure out some ways to to get to that number and to get to where you need to be and this is really the first phase the first step of being able to achieve that and that will be on may 4th and 5th is when the board of trustees meeting is that's correct next part basketball um the recruiting trail right now for this staff of course is not only looking at trying to get guys to sign in November, but they need immediate help, and that means the transfer portal. They took another important step today. Yes, very much so. They picked up a commitment from Zach Hicks. The height and weight are debatable depending on who you talk to, but I've got him at 6'8", 195 pounds. He's I, – I don't really think – forward right even a small forward is necessarily applicable he's not like Seth Lundy in my mind this is a kid who is a spot up three point shooter mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right like that's that's, yep, what, that's he what he does he is a yep. 36% from deep for his career uh if you look at the numbers i mean it's uh off the top of my head i don't have it right now but like I don't know. Eighty percent of his shots are three pointers, right? Yes. It's it's a it's a very he's a he's a high volume three point shooter, but also of the shots that he takes, so many of them, uh, such a high percentage are three pointers. So like the, the you can see when you watch his highlights how what what Ace Baldwin does fits into this, right? Yes, that's right. Driving driving kick driving yep. kick because this this is a guy who is not going to I'm not saying he can't create his own shot but his best shot is going to be off of the dribble of Ace Baldwin. Ace Baldwin's going to drive to the hole, he's going to kick, this kid can shoot it and he'll make it. And that'll be the big difference cuz Temple didn't have a lot around him which I think for, made him force a few shots along the way. I think he'll have f- fewer forced shots with, because of Ace Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's totally true. It's it's interesting to me because 
some of the, I'm not going to call it early reviews, but you could see the offensive efficiency numbers for Rhodes at VCU weren't lights out, right? It's not, that wasn't really what they did. They did defense, right? It's a strong defending backbone. They want to create turnovers. They want to create points off of those turnovers. And then, you know, you've got this, Joe Crispin influence and maybe some of that melding together of getting up volume shots but what seems to be standing out to me is they want to they want more shooters they, they like yes. they need more shooters and so you just got Jameel Brown to sign back on and his numbers weren't great last year in the limited time that he had shooting the three, but that's what but he, he does. Can, he, he can shoot, though, Nate. I mean, look, I yep. mean, I'm the one that's seen him more than anybody. So, yep. uh, and I can tell you right now, he has a beautiful shot. And this is just a question of him getting regular playing time for everybody to see it. He's got yep. length, uh, and I think he brings with him – I mean, that's his game. He can hit that shot. I would not doubt he is – going to be a 36 to 42 percent three-point shooter when he's all said and done absolutely no I, I i mean all of the buzz for him last year behind the scenes was that right? it was that this is a guy i don't know if he's the, the one thing that stood out to me in through the, the course of last year was that Jamil isn't necessarily going to lead any of your statistical categories. He's probably not going to have the most points. He, he might not shoot the highest percentage. Uh, assist, right? Like you name it, it's it's not necessarily likely that he'll be number one in any of them. But he might be two in all of them. Mm-hmm. But like, no, he might, he's a good player. Yep. Yep. So so this so this adds to that though. This this is an opportunity with. Zach Hicks on board. Now you've got three guys in through the portal. You've got three guys uh, from Penn State's freshman class last year who are still uh, they're going to stick with the program. And it's you know plowing ahead, moving on. <laughs> you've got they've got so much to do, and this is going to be a month long process for them. And there's going to be some wins. Uh, yesterday there was a little bit of a loss with with Maddox ending up choosing George Mason, but yeah, you know that, that's that's how it's going to shake out. There's just there's going to be some ups and some downs, and this is part of it. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Man, that that's just the nature of the portal. These guys are being re-recruited again, and this is what people have to realize. There are some guys out there that love the process of being re-recruited, so they're taking yep. all their visits. Yep, no question no question about it. And and look, I, I, I'm trying not to sound sensationalist, when I bring this up, but NIL is a huge part of it. It it just is. is. Uh, For the transfers, even more so than high school seniors and high school recruits. The Mm -hmm. the transfer portal market is about what is the bag for next year, and if you have two years of eligibility, what is it after that? And I'm not saying that it's every time you're going to go to the highest bidder, that every kid's going to do that. That's not the case. But you've got to be competitive. And from a coaching staff standpoint, you've got to figure out how you want to allocate your resources. Right? What do you want to commit to? Is, is this guy worth this? If he's not, it, you know, sometimes you might have a great relationship that you have to move on from because the expectations from both sides don't, don't match. They don't meet. Uh, 
People don't realize that Evan Mahaffey, and I saw Evan yesterday, talked to him briefly, and then Keva are still working out with the team, even though they have made other uh, visits along the way. Evan, not as much. I think, I don't really, he's made two, I think. I think that's it. Yeah. But uh, any particular read on them for the audience? Yeah, I would say that, uh, and again, this is kind of a buzz thing, right? Um, I think that Keba is less likely to return of the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, just seems as though his interests are, you know, maybe a little bit more external than internal. He took, he obviously took a visit to Notre Dame earlier this week. Uh, so, so that's kind of where I'm at on him. I, I, I put it out there and I would say it again, I would be surprised if he returned to Penn state, but mm-hmm. certainly I'm not ruling it out of the equation or out of the question. Evan is a little bit more of a toss up. Um, he visited Ohio state and he visited Dayton. And as far as I can tell, his visits are done. He, he doesn't intend to go on any more visits. That doesn't mean that Notre Dame is necessarily out of the picture there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just feeling things out. Right? Right. <laughs> and, and you know, there's, there are, it's not just the kid making decisions. Um, and that's of course not. at all levels of this sport, but particularly you know in the portal it is there's a heavy influence for parents and handlers and those kind of things and a lot of times it just comes down to figuring out what works for everybody right what what fits the best and so that's that to me my read is on Evan Penn State very much has an opportunity they've worked hard to establish a relationship there they have tried to maintain that they've tried to to get him to understand how he fits in Penn State system, what what Mike Rhodes wants to do, and and you know this as well as I do, he fits perfectly. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's exactly the kind of player he wants. Yep. So so you know, but but the the fascinating thing to me is how decisions of others influence other decisions. Right? It's not, not none of this stuff is happening in a vacuum. So right. getting. Ace Baldwin on board right from the get-go is is a huge boost. It, it helps. <laughs> if, you're, if you're having no maybe, you can look around and say, hey, this is the guy that you got now at point guard. This is who we've got at shooting guard. This is the, the spot-up three that we have. So I think all of that you know, tends to be overlooked, I think, a little bit in how it influences players' decisions, but you know, it'll, it'll be one of those factors for him. And very quickly, so everyone understands, Mike Rhodes' philosophy is a lot like James Franklin. He wants to recruit as many three- to five-year players as possible and then eventually fit transfers in as time goes. And that's what he did, for example, at VCU. He needed more shooting, so one of the Hartford shooting guards, because, I mean, they were going from one to three uh, in terms of division, they brought him in you know, to be – a guy from the outside that can hit, that's actually what Mike eventually wants to do, but he just can't do that right now. Yeah. No, and, and look, there's they are recruiting a, a class of 2023 20, guys. There, there are yeah. high school seniors, guys who are in yeah. a similar situation to 
right? It's not it's not like Kerry Booth and Logan Imes and Braden Shrewsbury are alone in their head coach leaving. That's right. right? That's right. So so there are others out there who have set up visits who are gonna check Penn State out and, and it's just it's a really it's a really difficult situation I think to manage because there's so many moving parts, but the end product of this is trying to create something resembling normalcy and a and a um, an order to how your classes are stacked. You don't just want one year guys. Like that can't be the way that you do this in the transfer portal because you're back in the same spot next year. So that's you know, that's what they're that's what they're fighting for right now and we'll see over the next couple of months how they do. <laughs> well today was an important step and helped them. So Absolutely. You know, so there's no question. Uh, so far, the, you know, and look, they were going to need transfer portal guys. Even if Mike had stayed, they were going to need transfer portal guys. At and minimum, just, six. Six. Yep. <laughs> so so right. at minimum, they needed six, whether Mike had stayed or not. Right. And right now, they're looking they're at as, as right now they have three, and they they might need five more. How about that? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Get that. Uh, you're so close to a single-digit ha- handicap. I apologize for holding you back. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get a couple of couple of reps in after this. Go pick up the kids from daycare and do some grilling. So it's going to be a great day. Perfect. Enjoy it, my friend. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Steve.